0: Hi, this is Dr. Jose Saldívar with another episode of the First Year Experience podcast. Today I am joined by... Glenn Ury.
1: Erica Hernandez.
0: Now thank you all for being here. Glenn, Glenn, tell me, what do you do here with the university?
2: Uh, I am an academic advisor with the Academic Advising Center. Um, We have locations on both Edinburgh and Brownsville campuses.
0: And Erica, what do you do?
1: I'm a graduate assistant at the Academic Advising Center, and um, I help oversee the exploratory and undecided students.
0: Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you for those introductions. And but I think you all have kind of uh, sold yourselves a little short, right? You guys do much more. I mean, because so we've got we've got a number of academic advisors on campus, um, and. And, and I, I don't know how you guys would define your roles, but certainly it's you all are incredibly vital, right, to the students and their, their experiences here, especially our first-year students. But you guys you guys are unique in your position, right? You aren't just academic advisors. Tell me about the students you work with.
2: And so, um, and Eric and I, we work with the undecided exploratory students. Um, exploratory students has been kind of a new term for uh, students who haven't declared a major mm-hmm. or... Are also kind of just looking at different majors from switching majors. A lot of students start off, um, actually, about 80% of students will change their major at least once. Wow. And so when they're in that point of exploration, that's, you know, that's definitely exploratory. Wow. And so we meet with them and kind of discuss uh, potential uh, options for them. um, There are different educational uh, programs that are available at the university and how they could use those programs to. Uh, connect with the career and help them after um, they graduate
0: Great, Erica, tell me about how you see your role. So you said you're a graduate assistant. Yes, and so you're currently a student Yes, right? so um, your your undergraduate experience isn't that far, you know long ago, right? I mean, no you're, you're fairly recent So tell me about how you approach the position
1: um, So I was working um on campus and as a graduate assistant I decided to uh, well as a graduate student I decided to find something kind of similar to my uh, degree which is rehabilitation um, counseling and I saw his position open up at the academic advising center and I thought of it as you know assisting students mm-hmm. helping them and that's what I want to do in a future career so when I applied for it. I got the interview, and I basic when Glenn told me about how this was something new. he's yeah. like we're going to make mistakes along the way, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's in the opportunity for you to start something so I felt um that as an entering graduate assistant and being a part of something new um I just felt like helping undecided and undeclared students was what I was my freshman year because uh, I did change my major about three times. Wow. um, I feel a little part of myself with uh, all the students that I help oversee.
0: Okay, so you can relate to the experiences that they're having.
1: Yes. So
0: three times change your major, three times. Glenn, how about you?
2: Actually, um, I started off as undeclared, but I always had the intention of uh, pursuing psychology. I always knew I wanted to go into counseling, mm-hmm. um which is very similar to academic <laughs> advising and so um kind of academic counseling. Um so I, I I didn't change my major at all, but I you know, like I said, eighty percent of students do change their major. Yeah. And so that's four out of every five students. Yeah. That
0: and that so, that's crazy.
2: So I'm willing to willing the wager that you changed your major at least once.
0: Um my students always ask me. They'll they'll ask, you know, what did you want to do? Did you always know you wanted to be a professor? And I, and I tell them, um, kind of to put them at ease, that on graduation day, I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> um, so, and, um, I, you know, I, I remind them that, that they should always be thinking about what it is that they want to do right, um, but, but maybe don't get so stressed out over it. I think a lot of them do, and I'm sure you mm-hmm. will see that. Um, going in as an undergrad, I wanted to major in business, mm-hmm. and... And I tell my students I wanted a, an office overlooking, like the top, you know, top floor of, a, of this skyscraper, overlooking everybody and making all kinds of money. And then very early on, I realized that's just not me. Like, that's mm-hmm. not my character. And that wasn't important to me. Um, and so I tell them when I was graduating, I was looking at becoming um, an elementary teacher. And, and I, I decided I'm going to stay again. I'll stay for one more year. I'm going to work on my master's. Um, and then this job kind of just fell in my lap, but, but now in, in this position that I'm in, you know, I, I have countless students that, that one even come in with a major and decide I want to change mm-hmm. my major. And then I have a number, especially this semester that just have no idea right? they've, they've mm-hmm. never thought about it. Um, and so coming in, we have these good conversations about that. Um, but I'm surprised at that number that you mentioned but 80% of our students, um, and I think what surprises me the most is we have a lot of students that come in with associates degrees now. Mm-hmm. A lot of them come in with a number of college hours, and uh, and and I think about one student that I have in particular this semester, who came in with an associates and has already changed her major twice. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, are you seeing a lot of that? Do you all get a lot of students that come in with associates, or at least a lot of college hours already, and are mm-hmm. thinking, I want to do maybe what I thought I wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So, what, so
0: what are their what are those conversations like? I mean,
1: um, so when I see students who have basically their general core done, um, and they still don't have a major, I try to, I try to question them a lot about things that they have done in the past or things that interest them, so I can relate them to a hobby that they can possibly do as a future career. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them hesitate in telling me, but then I you know, I just start engaging in conversation, something that doesn't have to do. Academic wise, but what they love to do, mm-hmm. and then that's where it kind of just spread out. It's like, well, I did like, you know, um, I did like fashion design. I was like, well, um, have you start? Have you thought about marketing for mm. a fashion design? So those kind con- those kinds of conversations happen, and then eventually they find a major that uh, they never thought they would mm-hmm. go into. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. How about you glenn what do you what are the conversations or what is it that you hear from students especially those that come in with a lot of hours
2: mm-hmm. and and so at that point when they are coming in with a lot of hours they're a core complete or they have an associates um, there is when it comes to uh setting major there are like actual um pressures and perceived pressures in the sense that a lot of students come in feeling like oh i need the you know my friends are coming into college they know what they want to do yeah. I'm, I'm behind because I don't know what I want to do that's not necessarily true but that is a, the perception mm-hmm. uh, but then they do have actual pressures like um, being core complete <laughs> or having associates because at that point um, the reality is any course that you take is either going to count towards a degree or it's going to be excess credit yeah um, so it is a little bit more urgent um, I, I really hate forcing students to choose majors yeah um, because that that ethically doesn't feel right, but at the same time there is a need to have a plan, um, and so when I meet with those students, I am upfront about that reality um, and just let them know like I hate to pressure you, but yeah. um, it's kind of it is important. Yeah, yeah, and so having a discussion about. Um, You know, what what could they see themselves in the future? And and, and, and I I usually tell them this, and I I preface it with, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but it doesn't matter what you get your degree in. And they're like, what? You know, why is an (laughs) academic advisor telling me it doesn't matter what I get my degree in? And I say, it's not what your degree isn't, it's the education that you get. Yeah. Um, Because the reality is if you... You know, if you want to go to med or if you get a bachelor's degree in dance, um, you can go to medical school. Yeah. Um, two very different fields, um, but uh, you're eventually going to have to take some a couple of extra steps after that. Um, and I'll use my wife as an example. My wife, um, she started off. She changed her major her first semester of college. She studied criminal justice. Um, she tacked on a psychology double degree just because she realized she just needed a few more classes. She graduated, she started working in the in the psychology field, and she realized, "I don't like this," <laughs> <laughs> and she'd always had a kind of a heart for the medical field. Yeah. Um, that's originally what she started off as, uh, but through a series of fortunate or unfortunate events, um, she changed her mind and started pursuing that, and then once she graduated, she didn't like it. Uh, and so she went back to the medical field. She took a couple of extra classes at El Paso Community College where she grew up mm-hmm. um, with, with, a, with a bachelor's degree just to take the prerequisites for the physician assistant program, which okay. she's in now. And so when people are like, oh, you're in the physician assistant program, what was your, what, what's your background? Oh, I did criminal justice and psychology. And they're like, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but in a way, her education did prepare her for that in a way yeah. that didn't prepare most other students. And it's very non-traditional, um, but it just goes to show that even if your bachelors is in something different, yeah. you can pursue a career in a different field. And using the aspects of your education to help you um, kind of approach that field from a different perspective.
0: When you tell students that, so you said, you know, the initial response is, why is an academic advisor telling me this, right? Um, but, I, but I feel like that's an important conversation mm-hmm. we need to have with students, right? Right. Um, I know I've had those conversations with my students talking about the kind of education they're going to get, the kinds of skills that maybe they mm-hmm. you know, they need to focus on developing particular skills or just being well-rounded and being able to write and communicate, sort of things like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, right, there are these competing um, uh, pieces of information that, well, you know mm-hmm. your major, you need to pick a major and the major's going to tell us what you're going to do for the rest of your career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that difficult to kind of get them because I, f- I feel like sometimes it's a mindset with our students and they mm-hmm. they can't get out of no, but I need a major in criminal justice because I need to do this or I'm worried about if I major in this, then what can I do mm-hmm. right and they see kind of almost with blinders on I can mm-hmm. only do these mm-hmm. limited things like t-
2: tunnel vision yes yeah yeah and so um, that that is a a very common um, conception. Mm-hmm. Um, Even for academic advisors sometimes we struggle with removing those blinders and looking at the different possibilities of seeing that uh if you major in criminal justice doesn't mean you have to do criminal justice you can bring that into different fields um and so kind of opening up that that conversation with students of how can this degree help you in other fields we do have a couple online resources particularly through the university's career center okay where they do have a list of potential career fields, potential employers, potential job titles that you could have with the different degrees. Um, But also kind of, also looking at maybe even creating your own field. Yeah. Um, And I always share um, this with students. I always ask them, uh, what's something that you've watched a video on in the last, probably the (laughs) the last 24, last 48 hours? And they're, you know, they'll be like, oh, YouTube. And so I asked them, you know, 15 years ago there was no YouTube yeah there was a guy who created his own job he created something and now he's he's rolling around in money but, <laughs> you know, I have no idea what he studied but I can guarantee you he probably did not study you know film or anything he yeah. probably found something that he enjoyed majored in something else and brought that into his, his passion and made a made not just a career out of it but he made a whole entire enterprise yeah and,
0: and created a world now where a number of people can find employment, mm-hmm. right? Jobs that Definitely. didn't exist. You know, I always um, remind my students that, you know, looking forward, there's a great possibility that, that the job that they want and the job that they might get may not exist yet, mm-hmm. right? Because of technology and because of the way the world's moving. Um, so this has been incredibly enlightening um, and incredibly informative. Um, and it's good to know that, that you are having these conversations with students, reminding them that, just because you major in something, or, or if you haven't figured that major out, you can still do a number of different mm-hmm. things. Now, some of my colleagues attended a training yesterday, uh, yes, sir. Or, or, um, I think it's called Ikigai. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what can you tell me about that, and tell me about how that, um, how you incorporate that into the work that you're doing with our students. Mm-hmm.
1: So when I first heard about ikigai during my interview, I had no idea what it was. I was lost. Um and then Glenn explained it to me of course during the interview and basically what he, uh how he made it, well how he explained it was um ikigai is a Japanese word for a reason for. So we're trying to find a reason for your belonging here. So mm-hmm. There are multiple reasons. A lot of our students who come in undeclared, you know, I tell them that and I was like, do you know what an ikigai is? And they're just as lost as I am. And mm-hmm. then I start explaining it a little bit more. Um, and basically, when they start learning about a lot more about ikigai and what they like to do and mm-hmm. where they belong, uh, I feel that the, that process for them becomes easier in selecting a major.
0: Mm. Wow. Is it, is there, are there particular steps to it that, that, is there a process that you work the students through? Or?
2: So, um, the concept of guy is based upon, uh, essentially four questions or four areas. Um, what do you love? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you good at? Um, what does the world need and what can you get paid for? And so looking okay. at those, uh, very, very important, right? Um, yeah. and so... Um, looking at those four areas and they kind of seeing where they where they interact with each other. Um, you know, nobody wants to pursue a career that they're not very good at. Mm-hmm. Um, they also don't want to pursue a career that they're they don't they're not passionate about. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like some people do, end up in careers that they don't they're not enthusiastic about, and they kind of just work to for the sake of working or mm-hmm. just work to pay bills. And um, I mean, how sad is that that you're gonna spend. 40 50 years doing something that you don't really care about yeah and so encouraging students to be thinking about those questions um and having that introspective uh insight um because they a lot of a lot of times students haven't really asked these questions they've gone to school just because they've been told to go to school but now yeah. they're now that they're the level of higher education they're in um in college starting to think about this is their choice to be there and, and if you're gonna gonna have to do something, you might as well do something you enjoy. Yeah. Um, so looking at where all the where all those intersect, but also looking at the work needs of the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, job security. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always joke, you know, nobody nobody's gonna hire a, a VCR repairman. You can love <laughs> <laughs> you can love repairing VCRs, but you ain't gonna you're not gonna find very much work. Yeah. Um, and so looking at <clears throat> what is your community and who can you help? Yeah. Um, and then how can you do that and get paid for it? Um, yeah. Going back to the YouTube example, the guy, um, he he loved he probably loved sharing videos with his friends. He was probably good at uh, coding and programming. Um, he found a need. All of us um, use YouTube to, you know, either listen to music or watch educational videos. Um, so there was de- there's definitely a need for it, and he mm-hmm. found a way he can get paid for it. And so looking, and he created his, his career. He created his yeah. job. Using those questions.
1: Wow.
0: Well, it's exciting. And it's exciting to, um, I think, to engage our students in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like you said, I think a lot of them come in with tunnel vision and maybe aren't open to the possibilities of mm-hmm. there are a lot of jobs out there. Again, there are jobs that don't exist. There are jobs that you can create like the, the, whomever created YouTube. Um, for our students listening out there. Maybe our students that are approaching the university, you're getting ready to enroll mm-hmm. with the university for the upcoming fall or summer, and maybe they're lost. What, what would you like them to know?
2: So I'm going to ask you a true or false question really quick. Okay. So true or false, um, students who uh, start college undeclared have higher graduation rates.
0: Um, I would say false.
2: That is actually true. Wow. Um, contrary, a lot of people think, oh, you know, uh, students who are starting college, they're not too sure what they're going to do. Uh, they're, like, they're less likely to graduate. Um, research has actually shown the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in my personal theory, um, I haven't done any research, but my, my hypothesis behind that is students recognize, you know, students coming in undeclared recognize that they're not ready to commit mm-hmm. to a particular field yet. They they recognize that they're in that stage of exploration where they are more willing to ask questions and kind of just see what's out there. Because mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, a lot of students come in with uh, false expectations. Yeah. Um, one program that comes to mind is nursing. A lot of students come in like, oh, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to do the nursing <laughs> program, and they get in and they realize, you know, one, they are not passionate about science. Yeah. Um, someone realized they don't like the sight of blood. <laughs> I, I, I that it's kind of just a running joke because it happens all the time. Um, where students come and say, yeah, "I don't want to be a nurse anymore. I realize I don't like blood," um, and so they realize that that career doesn't align with them. Yeah, um, and then it, it can be disheartening. They they realize that oh, and, and then there's a multitude of things going on, but one of those things could be like, you know, maybe I don't belong here. I'm not ready yet. I I thought I was, I thought I knew what I was doing now that I know that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm just going to work and come back to school when I'm ready. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of times when students step away from college, they find a job that, you know, that pays all right and they get content and they just never finish their career or finish their education. Um, so those students coming in undeclared have that time, they're in that, they, they recognize that they have that time for exploration where they're not just taking classes, to, for the sake of taking classes, they're yeah. out there trying to learn more.
0: That's great advice, and uh, it's, it's good to know. I had no idea, I mean, I read all kinds of things, but mm-hmm. I had no idea that you know undeclared students are more li- are mm-hmm. ha- likely to graduate than maybe those that have identified a major. Mm-hmm. I, I also think that's very interesting because of the number of students that we're starting to see with associates degrees mm-hmm. and the number of college hours that they're bringing in mm-hmm. where i feel like um you know at the high school level they're at you know they're almost the expectation is figure out what you want to do now mm-hmm. right um which doesn't sound like maybe is is such great advice mm-hmm. right what piece of advice would you like students to know
1: um for students who are lost uh, i've been in their shoes um I would say, engage as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And I think with my students who come in as undecided, uh, they are some of my brightest students yeah. who I've seen here in the university. And for them, they whatever they decide to major in, or whatever we we help them in majoring, um, they will succeed because they they've thought about it. And like Glenn said, they're not ready. They come in undecided because they're not ready to commit. Yeah. So they have to go through that first year experience of being in college. Um, so they start, you know, they start being more aware of their surroundings and joining organizations, volunteering, um, speaking with their professors. They didn't really have that in high school. So I would just tell them to engage and that's where you find your true guy. Say.
0: Nice, that's great, great advice. Um, any last words, comments, thoughts, or anything that you want to share for the audience?
2: I'm just gonna go ahead and reinforce what Erica said is get engaged. Um, you know, exploratory is the term then used for students who are undeclared or switching majors, but in reality is every student is exploratory. Mm-hmm. Um come the college you are exploring maybe on different levels, you might know that you want to go into um, you know, I'll use myself as an example. When I was an undergrad, I knew I wanted to go into counseling or something in the helping field, but I didn't know what. Yeah, I never thought I'd work at a university. I never thought I would work with high school students. Um, and I've done, and I've done both of those at that time. I was just all, you know, like I want to help with, um, you know, I want to help people in need, but mm-hmm. I didn't know who people in need were for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Getting engaged—that's how you're going to learn more about yourself, and you'll either find out I really like this or I really hate this. <laughs> um, or and so um, and that's part of learning is um, I one of our uh, I was in a workshop yesterday and our presenter said um, a lot of times you can learn from your failures more than you can learn from your successes, mm-hmm. and you know if you try something and you don't like it chances are you might learn more from that experience than learning from something that you like yeah um, so get engaged awesome
0: well thank you all thank you for your time this uh, this afternoon or this morning um, so students out there if you are lost that's okay uh, and if you're joining us here at UTRGB, there are a number of resources you can take advantage of um, and, and don't feel like like I, I have to decide already or you know if you're if you're still in the fence or looking exploring different options or different majors um, and, and let's not forget to be engaged. You, you know, don't be passive and hope that things are going to happen to you. You're going to have to take action, get involved, um, and, uh, and explore what the university has to offer. So that concludes this episode of the First Year Experience Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye.